is our last day together of looking through Revelation 14, day 5. We're going to focus on verses 14 to 20, and we're going to see together a, a third picture that shows us a third truth about what to do when life is falling apart, what to do when life is unfair. We've seen the picture of a lamb leading worship and reminded ourselves that one day he will turn our sorrows into song. We've seen the picture of angels announcing good news and been reminded that one day we will rest from our labor. And here, here now we're going to see a third picture. Amongst these darkest chapters of Revelation, there is some of the brightest hope in the book of Revelation. Hope that reminds us that God is in control, that reminds us that God's children will never be forsaken. This third picture is the picture of a harvest that is coming. Revelation 14, 14 says, I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man, with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. This is a picture of Jesus. There's no doubt about it. As we see this picture of Jesus and we see what is happening with the angels and now the earth is going to be harvested, we see that we're going back and forth between earth and heaven. Sometimes we're listing events in more detail, sometimes broader. Here we're getting a very broad look at what's going to happen. In chapters 15 and 16, I believe we go into more detail about some of this. But here we get a broad look, looking forward to what's going to happen. Let me read the detail of this in verses 15 to 20. Then Another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud, Take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Still another angel who had charge of the fire came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth vine because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes, and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia. What a picture. What a picture of a harvest. To help you with this picture, Jesus told a story about this very event in Matthew 13, the harvest. In Matthew 13, 41 to 43, Jesus said, the Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the fiery furnace and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Now, we have wheat and we have grapes, and that can confuse us sometimes, but let's focus on a wheat field for just a moment to get the picture here. When I look at a wheat field, it can all look the same to me. Yet in every wheat field, as the wheat begins to grow, there is some wheat and there are some weeds. And you and I, who are not experts, we can't tell the difference. An expert farmer can tell, but I can't. Jesus is saying here, at the end of time, there will come a harvest time, and I am the harvester. That's the implication. That's the truth that you can't miss. He is the harvester, and you are not. We are not. We are not to go into this world and decide how the harvest at the end of the ages is to be done. Now, that, that doesn't mean we can't judge what's right and wrong in this world. That doesn't mean we can't judge what the right thing to do is in this world. But it does mean that we are not to judge someone's eternal destiny. That is God's choice alone. Jesus talked about this in Matthew 13, 27 to 30, before he gave this picture. 
He said, the owner's servants in another picture came to him and said, sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Jesus in his story is saying, what's going to happen when you try to pull up some weeds is you're going to get some wheat. You ever find yourself doing that? You walk through your office or your school or even your family and you think, that's wheat, that's weeds, that's wheat, that's weeds. We all tend to do that sometimes to judge people's eternal destiny. Jesus said, I'm the judge of that. Now, what's our job? Our job is to be witnesses so that everyone gets the chance to become wheat, so that everyone gets the chance to spend eternity with him and hear the good news of who he is. Now, in these verses we just read, we saw two harvests. We saw an earlier harvest, didn't say what it was, and then we see a later harvest that's of the grapes. Many people believe that the earlier harvest is the harvest of believers, and this later harvest is the harvest of unbelievers. But however you believe about these two harvests, the focus on this harvest is that there is a time of certain judgment. The world is ripening, is the word that's used here, for a coming harvest. And it will be a harvest of judgment. God will not harvest the earth early. He will give full opportunity for all either to come to him or to decide to go their own way. Some people look at this and they think, in light of what we're talking about this week, things being fair, is this fair? Is this harvest going to be fair? Will everyone really get a chance to hear? Will every life be examined in a just way? And ultimately, ultimately, this is a question of trust. Whether you're talking about the final judgment or you're talking about the judgments that we see in the Old Testament or you're talking about the judgments that you even see in life today, ultimately, it is a matter of trust. Do you trust God? Whenever you hear questions about justice and fairness, in the book of Revelation. The real struggle is, can I trust, can I really trust God? Because the minute you believe that, the minute you believe that you can trust God, then you know, I can leave all those questions to him. He is the judge and I am not. I can trust God. I can trust God to take care of children who died before they have the opportunity to know him. I trust him with that. I trust him to do the right thing. Don't you trust him? I can trust God to take care of those who may not have had the opportunity to hear the gospel message from a human voice like we do in America today. I can trust him with that. Can you trust him with that? It always comes down to that question, the question of trust. When you hear someone in your office or in your family asking these kinds of questions, how's God going to treat this group of people? Why would God do that to that group of people? Why did God allow that in the Old Testament? Is Jesus really the only way? It really comes down to a question of trust. Do you really trust him? If this world is all there is, then the evidence says, no, I can't trust God because there is evil, because there is unfair. But this world is not all there is. And when you look at the hope to come, the truth hits you. God can be trusted. To make right the pain, to deal justly with the evil, to do the right thing in the end, to keep his promise, God can be trusted. What do I hang on to when life is unfair? We've talked this week about the fact that you hang on to the truth that 
One day our sorrows will be turned into songs. One day we will rest from our labor. But here's the third thing you hang on to. One day God will settle the books. When life is unfair, remember it is not finished. When you feel it's not fair, remember it's not finished. The harvest hasn't come. The books have not been settled. The evil will be punished. And those who trust the Lord will be rewarded. Our Father, we trust you as the judge. You've told us that a judgment is coming. And you've told us, you've warned us, follow me, worship me, because I want you to be with me. And you've told us we can trust you as the judge. So we put our trust in you right now. Even while we're in this life and we're experiencing the evil that's in this world, we know that there'll come a day when that's no more, when one day you will settle the books. And Lord, we know you will do that with righteousness and with holiness and justice. We know we can trust that into your hands. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week as we continue our study in Drive Time Devotions. <music>